Hello, everyone. I am Legal Man. Glad you're here. We're going to have some fun tonight. I'm a lawyer. I've been practicing for 30 years. I've seen every kind of scam there is. And I know the way government runs. And I know the way government abuses people. And I, I, like, I like calling it out. That's the reality. And I get sick and tired of hearing the mainstream nonsense. So I like to give people a different perspective, a real perspective, a legit perspective on the law. And tonight, uh, I want to talk about this corona event in a way that I'm quite sure you have not heard because it's not out there. And I've already shown how it wasn't an emergency in my first episode. And tonight, I want to give people an idea of why it's so important to swear somebody in and get some testimony, which we also haven't gotten. And here we are two and a half months into lockdown, and now we're already moving into this supposed reopening phase. The thing about the reopening phase is we never got any actual explanation or science about the lockdown. <laughs> and now they're basically relying on that same kind of thing, all the supposed science that justified the lockdown to explain away these insane sort of complex reopening schedules. So I want to give you an idea about what should be happening and the kind of information we're missing. And for me, it's always the same. It's, it's not so much the information you have, because that may or may not be garbage, but it's the information that nobody is seeking that tells you so much. The dog who didn't bark in Sherlock Holmes. Legally, what's supposedly going on is both the president and governors or mayors or county officials are relying upon expert testimony and opinion about the situation in order to declare emergencies and then to implement certain lockdowns and reopenings. That's basically what's going on. There's details to it, but that's what you really need to know. Now, as a citizen, you don't have any right to go and question Tony Fauci. You don't have any right to go get the testimony of Deborah Burks. You can't go to your statewide uh, health official, whoever is supposedly responsible, or your countywide, or even your city, and uh, have any right to swear them in and ask them questions. You don't have any such right. See, that's left to, in effect, the attorney generals, both of the nation, the, the, the states you're in, and then the, the county uh, sort of lawyers and city of lawyers who are supposed to represent the people. They're supposed to be there in order to do exactly that, to make sure that whatever's going on is justified and reasonable. And in this situation, we don't have that because there's no attorney general, there's no county official who's a lawyer that I've heard anybody mention who's attempted to try to go get sworn testimony from either Tony Fauci or Burks or anyone at the CDC or even their own supposed health officials that the governor or the mayor or the, the county official is relying on. I mean, they're, they're making these decisions to lock down and now to open up based upon the supposed opinion and guidance of these officials. But the officials aren't being sworn in so that we can find out what actually is their position. 
See, we don't have any sworn testimony from anybody who's supposedly being relied on. We don't, we don't have what their position is. We don't have what documents they're relying on. What we have is them basically telling us every position. In the beginning, they said, don't wear masks. In fact, they were they're running people down who were selfishly getting masks. But now it's magically turned into how we have to wear masks. We need to wear masks. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask. Um, why do I have to wear a mask? Because they say you have to wear a mask. It keep you safe. <laughs> idiots. Just complete idiots. Remember how it lived on surfaces for two weeks or some crap? And now they're saying, well, it's very difficult to get it from a surface. Okay. Mm, remember how they locked us down and told us to stay inside? Well, now they're saying if you stay inside too long, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's like, these are not positions. Okay, this is taking every position. Okay, that's, that's not something you'd be able to rely on. And nobody is asking any questions. They're just going with the constant change over and over again. So I spent about 20 minutes this morning uh, writing down some questions that, uh, and certainly some areas where I think there needs to be cross-examination and we need to get some sworn testimony. So I want to give you an idea of what that would look like. First off, you would have a report from them that would state their opinions and positions, which we don't have. But even if we're not going to get that, at minimum, you have to ask, where is the science? What science exactly is it you're relying on with regards to mandating masks being worn, social distancing, and closing all of these things down? Where is that actual science? As you know, in my last episode, I talked about the Daubert requirements, and they're very specific, and we don't have any of them. But I would certainly want to know, how come 72 inches? Where did that come from? Why not 70 inches? What about 80 inches? Is there any basis for this? Is it just a dreamed-up number? Is there any actual experimental data showing it's effective? And what is the result of a test? So the test result's positive. Okay. How many people who, who test positive go to a hospital? And what is the result of all these false positives we're hearing about? And false negatives. What, how can you know? If I take a test and it's positive, how do I know that's not a false positive? And then if I take it again and it's negative, how do I know that that wasn't a false negative and the first one was accurate? There is no way to know. How many tests do you have to take before you can know? <laughs> it's, you, can't even, you can't even start with that information. We don't even have that. Why is this disease, illness, why is it so much more dangerous that it justifies somehow all these things that are going on? What is it exactly? Where's the data that says this thing is so dangerous we have to turn the whole world upside down? What is it they're relying on? And now that we have some data because we've been running it, are they running data on essential services people and their families? Because... There doesn't seem to be an epidemic of those people dropping dead. And, and why would that not spread through the community? What is the basis to leave something open like that? And why aren't we seeing any effect? And is it being studied? And if so, what are the results? <laughs> Again, we don't have any of this information. 
And when you're talking about mandating a mask wearing, well, what if the person puts the mask on improperly? What if they just kind of let it drop down over their nose? If you're talking about mandating this, you're going to have a lot of resistance. How many people who refuse to do it or do it improperly or, or lift their mask when they're out, what effect does that have on the efficacy of this supposed mask wearing? Where is the science on this mandated mask wearing? We have all sorts of countries that haven't locked down. You have populations in Paris that aren't complying. You have places all over the place. In Mexico, the stinking whorehouses are open, but they're not dying all over the place. What about that? When you actually have an expert on the stand sworn in, they have to answer these questions. And if they say, don't wear a mask, and then five minutes later they're saying, well, everyone needs to wear a mask, well, they've blown up their credibility. How many other things are they going to change their mind about? What else part of the testimony they're giving is completely wrong, and they're going to switch over and do a 180 on? We don't have any idea. And they don't have any answers for, for things like, in Texas, allegedly, the first person to die from it was some, like, 90-something-year-old dude down in South Texas in a home, in a nursing home. Well, so what was the method of transmission between China and South Texas? How did somebody in South Texas die of this without there being a string of a, other deaths and disease in between him and China? <laughs> what is the explanation for that? They don't have one. There isn't one. We're not getting one. What is the situation with these asymptomatic transmission people? Where's the evidence for that? Where's the science for that? How would you go about determining someone actually is ill but asymptomatic the whole time? What test would it show? If I get a test and it shows it's positive, how, how do I know that's not just a false positive? It doesn't make any sense. This entire concept of asymptomatic transmission Okay, through all these people who never get sick. It seems suspiciously like dark matter when it comes to astronomy, where they, they have a theory and then they make an observation and the observation doesn't conform to the theory. So instead of throwing out their original theory, they dream up something called dark matter and they just spread it around wherever they need it to then say, see, the theory still makes sense. But there's no way to prove it. Are you an astrophysicist? Or are you a coronaologist? <laughs> uh, people are so funny. That's the same thing with this asymptomatic transmission. We have no idea if any of that's true. And so we're turning the whole world upside down based on it? It doesn't make sense. And there's all sorts of other issues. How about the death rate itself? How are they being counted? Are there actual autopsies? What about all the complexities of this? defining what actually caused death. That's a very complicated thing. We've seen CDC guidance that just makes this the, the counting of the deaths to be very questionable. Anybody who just has symptoms is being counted. So how do we know what's going on? Who's actually dying? How good are those numbers? We're not seeing any of that. They're not being asked any of these questions. They're not being sworn in and being required to take a position. What about all these financial incentives to name it COVID? If you name it COVID, you get all sorts of additional money. Doesn't that make it difficult? Isn't that a conflict of interest? What are you actually proposing at this time with regards to reopening? And what are you actually claiming it will do if we, in fact, do it? So what are you relying on? And what are you specifically saying we need to do? 
in the beginning, it was flattening the curve. Was flattening the curve designed to even save lives? <laughs> it, or was it just designed to keep the system from supposedly being overwhelmed? And if now the flattening the curve is no longer a risk, why are we still in it? And what if it comes back worse? What if it comes back, as you're saying, it will? Another phase, and it's going to be with us for years. Well, if that's the case, how are we going to determine whether a life was saved if it just simply dies later from the same thing? What is the metric that they're using? Again, we don't have it. What is the cost of the life per saved? What is it? You say, well, that seems like a very unreasonable thing to say. You should, yeah, that's a, how dare you talk about the cost of lives saved? That's ridiculous. Well, that's done every day. Workers' comp puts a number on it. They tell you how much it costs if you chop your arm off, if they kill you on the site, etc., etc. All sorts of things put costs on that. So that's ridiculous to say we can't do that. In fact, every major construction project, they know people are going to die. It's insured. It's built in. So do we have to shut all those down as well? I mean, where does it end? What about driving? That's dangerous. If they can't quantify the actual risk that they're mitigating and the percentage, and they can't even show us any science, and nobody's even bothering to take this testimony, what in the world are they actually relying on? The people have a right to know what it is they're even allegedly relying on. <laughs> but nobody's bothered. The, the attorneys generals aren't bothering. They're just coming out with statements about how they're relying on it. And it's ridiculous because there's all sorts of different standards. You can go on the wet beach, the dry beach. Oh, well, you can, you can walk on the beach, but you can't lay down on the beach. Well, what's the science behind that? They call that science. Well, what is it? Let's swear somebody in and find out. Because what about a breeze? Does that affect it? What if I just lay down and there's nobody around? Isn't that okay? What if I just socially distance on the beach? <laughs> none of this is science. This, none of this is science. The simple reality is what they're telling us is basically just non-falsifiable garbage. It's not science. It's not falsifiable. So what does it mean if something is not falsifiable? It means that there's no more proof that social distancing has saved lives then the idea that me getting my home gym squared away is what actually saved lives. <laughs> you can't prove either of them is not true because neither are provable. They can't be falsified. That's the hallmark of quackery. That's tarot card reading. That's not science. Science has to be falsifiable. You have to be able to make a prediction and then see if it actually is true or not. But they're not doing any of that. Nothing's going on. They're just changing their position whenever they care to because nobody's sworn in because we don't have anything. We have nothing. And now we're hearing all about the vaccines, how we have to wait for the vaccine, the vaccine that, and the vaccine this. But then they also say the vaccine may not work. <laughs> and they have 14-day incubation, and then the incubation period changes. And now they're saying it may be 30 days. And now it's mutating. Well, how are you going to have a vaccine if it mutates? All of these things, none of it's being tested. It's just being made up over and over again. And why is that? Why is nobody demanding 
that we swear people in and get actual evidence and testimony so we can know, okay, this was true, that wasn't true, we need to adjust this, we need to adjust that, what about this? No one's doing any of it. No one's doing any of it. And why is that? Because this has nothing to do with safety. <laughs> nothing. This is simply about control. There's simply a huge power grab. That's all. And now they've constructed a system where they can actually blame people for why they're getting sick. <laughs> you're getting sick because you're not obeying your government. <laughs> That's what this is all about. And I don't doubt for one minute that they'll wheel out some second wave. For all we know, they'll spray it on us. We don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe they will. Do we know? No, we can't know. How can we know? We don't have any information. We don't have any data. But it certainly has been teed up at this point to bring out a second wave that actually kills a bunch of people and then say, see, all those naysayers who doubted government, they're the problem. They're the problem. <laughs> so that's what I think is going to be happening. They're going to be rinsing and repeating as necessary. And that's it. The precedent's been set. They've taken the power. The people have been had because no one speaks up. That's the reality. No one speaks up. And the people just keep imagining that the fantasy they've been taught about the justice system and the people's rights and all this crap, that it's true. But now you're seeing it's not true. The attorneys general who are in charge of representing the people and protecting their rights haven't done anything. They haven't done a damn thing about it. And now you see it. It's on parade. And I hope you get the impression that their testimony would suck and nobody would rely on it. And we never would have been locked down. And we sure the hell would just open back up. Not some multi-month reopening with 10 different phases. <laughs> uh, it's just about control. It's all just about control. So... Well, I hope you enjoyed yourself. That's going to do it for tonight. I am Legal Man. You can always follow me on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at US Law Review on Twitter. And I have a website, thetruthaboutthelaw.com. I'm going to make another episode, so I hope you're there for that one. I hope you've enjoyed this one. If you have, let me know on Twitter. And uh, take care, everyone.